This is a special presentation by Cosmic Reality Radio. The date of this particular one-hour show, well, one-hour audio, um, was back in May of 18, May 18th of 2015. Now, Bill Brockbrader put this out just before he went underground and sort of disappeared. It's about Earth history, about aliens, and about ascension. So Bill had like five, I think, four or five videos, and this is just one of those videos. The other video that was a main part of my presentation, The Plan, and I'm Nancy Hopkins, The Plan. Um, this is another video that Bill, Bill did at the same time. So I hope you enjoy it. It's, um, it's an interesting take on reality. You can still see it in the original presentation that Susie Husi, which is S-U-Z-I-E space W-H-O-S-E-E -E on YouTube. If you go to that station, you'll find that um, you can get all, all of the videos. You can see them there under uh, her videos. Uh, and you'll get a little bit more information about Bill, So just so you know it. Okay, now we're going to talk about one of my more favorite subjects, aliens and history of the Earth. Um, they're very necessarily connected, and everybody kind of needs to understand the reason that I'm talking about this is because not only do people need to understand what's the truth about alien species or races and the truth about humans on the planet earth is pretty important but at the same time there needs to be some plausible deniability in what i talk about um i need to make it so the normal people the flat earth society can hear what i say but not necessarily accept it as any kind of truth. And that's important because we want to get everybody on the planet Earth to the point where if one day proof of everything that I'm talking about just came out, it'd be like the NSA spying. Oh, well, everybody knew. Everybody knew that America spied on everybody. It was no big deal. So there you go. Okay. Humans, uh, specifically Earth humans or Terrans, since, you know, we have a name for us and the rest of the galaxy has a name for us. Crazy, I know. Um, the hard thing that people are going to have to understand is that humanity isn't just an Earth thing. Um, humans, or Homo sapiens, um, were created by genetic engineering for the purpose of being a resource for another race that we would then consider them to be our gods. Gods with an S. Very, very important. And these gods would use this species 
similarly to the way we use animals on Earth as a resource to eat, or in another word, to prolong their life. So humans were created and seeded throughout the galaxy as the property of this dominant race that used them as a resource to extend their lives. Um, these greater race beings were necessarily seen as gods because they had certain powers that other humans didn't have, and they kind of liked the ego trip of being gods. So um, humans were used as a resource to extend life, and as slaves, and as worshippers. <clears throat> so that's how it started out, a very, very, very long time ago. Um, Earth was in the same boat. Uh, humans and this dominant race species set up shop, and humans were the slaves, this dominant race was the gods. Now, there are a lot of names and a lot of descriptions for this race. Um, reptilians, Anunnaki, um, you know where I'm going with this. So, uh, the thing that everybody kind of needs to understand is that this race, um, while using a human as a resource to extend their life, would look very much human. They got inside the human and took over the body and suppressed the consciousness that was inside. Which is important because there's some universal law about two conscious entities possessing the same body. Neither here nor there. I don't, we'll get to that maybe later. It's just not important. So... Um, for a very long time, Earth and its human population and its gods, um, you know, it was that way for a very, very long time. Um, everybody is aware of who or what these gods were. Uh, the Egyptians, the Greeks, the Romans, the Sumerians all had different names for these gods. And there was definitely more than one. That's very important <clears throat> because, you know, that's the way the earth was. Gods and their human slaves all over the place. Um, however it happened, at some point, uh, the human slaves either got rid of their gods, or their gods left of their own free will, and the human slaves that were left destroyed the means of transportation to get on and off the planet. Um so that the gods couldn't come back. And then, nothing. Everybody knows kind of how this story plays out. Um, humans evolve over thousands of years. 
and they grow and they change and um you know we've gone from a society that believed that the earth was flat and killed anyone who believed otherwise or tried to prove otherwise and galileo he himself you know mentioned to friends that the earth was a sphere and gravity pulls you down no matter where you go um and when he went in front of the pope to explain what this friend said um he backed down and says no no this earth is definitely flat definitely flat please don't kill me and he got lifetime house arrest so realize where we are right now is somewhere where we've been before we are in the flat earth society world um there are many people that believe that the earth is round without much proof beyond evidence that not everybody accepts the rest of the world violently fights that truth and that truth is that aliens exist the life in the galaxy is abundant as and as diverse as it is here on planet earth and that what we base our religions on is a piece of the truth but not the whole truth and really that's where the foundation of this argument comes into play religion is a form of control and power and that power and control has been used for centuries that power and control exists today because it is being used against us in the christians versus muslims gambit that we're playing right now um all muslims are terrorists in america you get outside of america and americans are the terrorists and the empire builders and the conquerors so realize that you know this is happening and the reasons that it's happening are easily understood and clear now there are people on this planet that do know for sure that this is the way it was in the past and that our gods exist did exist and do exist and they know that it isn't gods per se but a race of advanced intelligent life um and a little while ago this dominant race discovered that the human population of the earth existed mainly because that transportation gizmo that was destroyed uh was uh, recovered and turned back on um then that dominant race came back and said we want our property and there's where we have the problem we don't as humanity or terrans we don't believe 
that we are their property. Trust me, that's a fact. Um, but they do have the evidence that proves that they owned us a very, very long time ago. They did engineer us or have us engineered, and therefore we are theirs. And there's been kind of this fight over that argument amongst the galaxies, higher intelligent races, and the way that they solve these problems throughout the galaxy is that they have a council. And the council, which is made up of representatives of the advanced races of the galaxy, make decisions based on universal law. And universal law is law that cannot be changed. It is. Um, there is no way to violate a universal law. Um, because the universe naturally seeks balance. So if you violate the universal law, the universe fixes it. Crazy, but it, it happens. Trust me. Um, even here on Earth, if, if we didn't have a judicial system, it would still work out that way. If you broke a universal law, there'd be consequences. Um, and that is the way it is. So the other advanced races of the galaxy convene this quorum. And it's decided, are humans the property of this once dominant race, or have they become something that cannot be considered property anymore based on the neglect of losing us for a long time. Um, in this decision, um, the demonstration to prove that Terrans were in fact what we were created to be um, this dominant race that wants us as property used the argument that we still act like there's we still act like slaves um, and we are very barbaric in the way we treat each other and that of the Terrans that did understand the true history of the earth, they used that knowledge to become the gods in place of the gods that left. And they, you know, pretty, pretty good argument. We, we do do that. Um, another dominant race that everybody is going to know and, uh, understand is the greys, quote-unquote the greys. The greys um, advocated for humanity, Earth's humanity, Terrans, and demonstrated in many ways how we had evolved to such a degree that we should be allowed to continue that evolution to its end where we would then become part of the more advanced races that 
participate in galactic matters. And they did this by using a group of humans that exhibited these qualities and demonstrated that this evolution had taken place for at least some humans. And given time, very short amount of time, um, those humans would allow the rest of humanity on the planet Earth to catch up to them. And at that point, we would be considered an advanced race and we could join our galactic brothers and sisters. Um, and that has to necessarily be done through information. Um, because right now there's a lot of not truth that humans believe in. And that's really what the problem is. Is that if we knew what the truth was, we'd be there. Overnight. Um, but part of that truth is the understanding that the religions of the planet Earth are, while in some aspects true, in most aspects they are not true. And they subvert the truth about what God is. Um, what are, what are, how do I say this? Um, the reason for existing. Um, and, you know, those are some important issues that, by and large, Earth humans do not understand clearly. Um, they listen to their religious leaders and parrot that dogma as the truth. And the truth is very interesting um, because everybody says that they know something. I know. I know this. I know this. Um, but you can't know something that you don't know. Um, and if somebody says, comes up to you and says, this is the way it is, do you believe me? And, you, and the person comes back and says, yes. But that's not knowing. That is believing. And believing and knowing get really confused in religion fast. Because religions teach people to know. I know what God is. I know what the purpose of life is. I know, I know, I know. But the religion teaches that a belief becomes knowledge in the context of a religion. That is not the case. Um, we don't know. And the fact that we don't know leaves very little room to accept the truth or a real knowing of what's going on. And, okay, that's, that's where we're at. Um, it's going to be a difficult time when the, the devout worshipers of the world's religion have to understand that the religion that they have devoted themselves to for their entire lives isn't exactly the way it is. And that the truth is that while God exists, 
we do not have the right thinking of what God is. What God is is very easy to say, but very hard to understand. God is the collective conscious energy everywhere. Now, we've got billions of people on the earth. And in our galaxy, we have billions and billions of life forms, species. And inside our galaxy, or inside our universe, we have billions and billions of galaxies. And there are billions and billions of universes. When you begin to understand that all of the conscious energy, all of that, everything in all of the universes, anywhere, everywhere, is God. My consciousness is God. Your consciousness is God. Everything, all of the energy, the conscious energy that exists is God. And so that kind of quashes the old man in white robes vision of what God is in most religions. And there's no way God would ever appear in the form of a human. It just ain't gonna happen. That may have been what somebody believed they saw, but really, no, it wasn't God. Because God, God is everything. God doesn't play favorites. God doesn't get involved in religion. God doesn't even get involved in 3D material world. Because we don't understand that there's a whole other side to life that we can't perceive with our five senses. And all of that life is still life. And so uh, people mostly refer that refer to that life as fifth dimensionality. Fifth dimensionality is easily defined as consciousness that lives as pure energy. And there's very much a process where life forms advance to the point where they shed their mortal bodies and become pure energy. And they live that way. And that level of existence <clears throat> has its own set of rules. <clears throat> and we'll get into that. Um, but we need to stay in third dimensionality right now. Um, because it ties into things that we've been talking about, um, especially where we, we're talking about the Cabal. Now, the Cabal, they have knowledge of this dominant species or race that built humanity as a resource, as slips. <clears throat> and they use that as their religion to do what they do. They have knowledge that is better than most of the planets. And they use that knowledge to become gods. At least in their sick little twisted world. 
And it gets ugly. Real ugly. Real quick. Um, people, you know, call it Satanism. Um, you know, some people think Freemasons are the responsible party. <clears throat> it's none of that. Um, it is a corruption of the truth to uh, have a select group of humans in charge of the rest of humanity, using the rest of humanity as a resource <clears throat> or slaves, the way that their gods once did. And then, you know, there's going to come an argument, well, you know, who's to say that this dominant species isn't here and doing it? And that is a very valid argument. Um, and I'll tell you the answer, and it's not going to be perfect, but, you know, bear with me. Uh, the Galactic Council ruled that neither argument was clear. That the dominant race that wanted to use this as a resource <clears throat> couldn't prove their argument. And the Greys couldn't prove their argument either. So the Galactic Council said, you know what? We are going to remove any influence uh, from Earth. And they will be allowed to um, exist as they see fit. Um, well, you know, that's a little tough because humans, some humans on the planet Earth, have already found out about the Anunnaki, about the Greys, and the contact and communication um, was there. So they kind of had to write a, 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 a treaty. And, you know, there are many stipulations in this treaty. Um, but mostly it's to remove as much alien influence from the uh, evolution of Earth humanity as possible. Um, certainly the Anunnaki race has found ways around that. And one of the ways that they found around that um, was by... Never mind. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go down that road. Um, they have purposely given humanity very difficult choices that don't technically violate the agreement, and force their hand on many occasions to come up with answers to problems on their own, because. The other aliens couldn't help us. They aren't allowed. Um, and where that became a real issue was the uh, end of 2012 um, theory, end of the world. Um, it's a very interesting paradox that was produced through that whole event. Um, 
let me just say very easily that the fact that we are beyond the end of 2012 is very interesting to all races. Um, because if you understand life, you understand that there is a level of existence, a level of life that sees things much more clearly than we do. Um, where we see our choices that we make throughout our lives as a linear chain, they can view the, the, the multiverse and see everything that happens on both sides of every choice that everyone, every conscious being has ever made in three-dimensionality. A little tough to understand, but we do have a nice movie about it called Interstellar. Deep stuff. Um, when I did my first video, this calamity was very much known and aware of by the group of humans that the Greys advocated for and said, this is humanity, not the slave resource race. Um, because there was interference, a violation technical of the treaty, but not an obvious one, humans were allowed to see into the future and see this linear path in many different ways through many different choices. And we all found out that, that, that nothing continued past 2012. Um, in the middle of all that, the decision came down, the quarantine went up, and this alien technology was now forbidden. So we couldn't use it anymore. But when you know the future, you create a paradox that creates a new timeline. And it was because of that that there was a set of choices that could be made that advanced us past the end of 2012. And that's what happened. And only a handful of Earth humans know what happened and how it happened. Um, and it's very difficult for most people to understand because the vast majority of the population just, you know, went, about, went on about their life. Never knew. Well, that's very, very important. Because the fact that we avoided that calamity means that the, the timelines are once again opening up. And the choices are becoming much more broad. And, and the timelines are expanding again. And everything is changing for this evolutionary process to take effect. And the, th the thing is, is it's 
to watch a three-dimensional race advance like we are right now is one of the coolest things the universe knows. And it necessarily gets a lot of attention from the universe, um, both the three-dimensional, five-dimensional. Um, everybody is kind of watching it go down because it's an interesting part of life that doesn't happen very often. Um, so we, we understand there's advanced species or races out there in infinite numbers. And in our galaxy, not so infinite, but in our galaxy, there are many advanced races. And they all know what they consider to be advanced. And they know what a race or a species has to achieve to be accepted as an advanced race. And so they are all very interested in this little rim star planet called Earth, because that's where this really cool thing is happening. And they like that. They like to see races advance past the point uh, where they become an advanced race per their rules. Because very often, races destroy themselves before that happens. And we almost did. Really close. Um... So there's a tremendous amount of attention by the galactic, the advanced species of the Galactic Council. But the Galactic Council is also very aware of another form of life, another way to exist, which is this existence is pure energy. Um, and this level of existence, this fifth dimensionality, is something that is being advanced, more advanced than the advanced races. So it's beyond the most advanced three-dimensional race. And it's a level of spirituality that and understanding and knowledge that once you achieve that level, you, uh, to use the word that uh, most people understand and is very popular, is you ascend. Now, we have had a lot of information given to us about this ascension process. Um, there have been many prophets or entities throughout the world's religions that talk about this ascension process. Jesus ascended to heaven. Uh, Muhammad ascended to heaven. Um, even uh, certain prophets, other prophets um, in, the, in uh, other more obscure religions have ascended. And those races also you know, to talk about a descension process. And while that is, while all of that is true 
in a very basic sense, the understanding of ascension is not really anything that we have any clue what it is. Um, because to get to that level, it's, it's pretty hard. Um, now, that comes to uh, another sticking point of, as humans, we die. And our conscious energy then leaves our bodies and goes somewhere and something happens. And um, people really don't understand the truth about what happens throughout that process. And the, the basic answer is that on some level, we ascend to that fifth dimensionality. And our, the fullness of our consciousness, all of our memories of all of our lifetimes, everywhere we've spent, is regained. And then we decide, you know, what experience we want after that. Because ultimately when you die, that's what you take with you, is the experience you had in three-dimensional life. And this is how conscious energy grows. This is how God's children grow. And people find it hard to understand that you, nobody is a human or a male or a female. They are all conscious energy. And that conscious energy is existing as a human, as a male, as a female, to get this education that conscious energy needs to ascend to a higher level of existence. And the farther you are along in this educational process, the more access you have to your past memories or your past lives or the information that you've already gained. And on some level, you get better and better at tuning into that part of you that doesn't come to the three-dimensional world with you. And um, everybody understands what that is, but not many people really comprehend the totality of it. And uh, in a word, it's called intuition. And as you advance along, your intuition becomes greater and greater and greater. Um, and it's that process that is life, this, this, um, this living and dying process, and, and deciding when you're not in three-dimensionality you know, what your next adventure in three-dimensionality three is. So, of the eight billion people on Earth right now, every one of us, on a superconscious level, chose to experience this life. And, you know, who's to say why, but there is something very, very cool going down right now.
And it would make sense why consciousness would want to get involved on massive level to do that. Okay, so now we're really talking about the life and death process. Um, and so we need to go to the advanced races because I need to explain something about that that people necessarily need to know. Um, these advanced races have, in a way, many different ways, figured out how to extend their lives for a very, very long time. Um, the Anunnaki do it through humans. The Greys do it through, in a word, cloning. Now that isn't technically the truth, because um, Greys can... Um, uh, Greys can transfer their consciousness into um, a biological entity, a biomechanical entity, and a purely mechanical entity. Um, as a matter of fact, the mechanical means of transferring their consciousness is how they do it. They, they advanced technologically to the point where when they were close to death, they could transfer their consciousness into a form that did not possess a conscious en entity. Now, as humans, we can see where that happens. Um, we call it brain dead or vegetable, where the body is sustained by mechanical means. Um, but they are quote-unquote brain-dead. Well, all that really is is that the consciousness, or the soul, or the spirit, left the body, didn't come back. But the body's still alive. Um, it's very much the same with the greys. Um, any form that they create that doesn't have consciousness is 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 not technically alive. Now the body, it exists, but the consciousness isn't trans doesn't inhabit it. So, um, the they're they're very different. Let's just say um, those forms are what we would understand to be like a comatose state. Um, okay. So, if you understand that, then you understand how advanced species can kind of advance through third dimensionality and become, you know, the top shelf third dimensional beings, but never really have the understanding of a fifth dimensional being. Because they haven't ascended. They've spent thousands, maybe tens of thousands of years in existence, so they are technologically very advanced and very smart, but they also 
know about this fifth dimensional place and really deep down they know that's where they, where they were that's the way to go and doing anything else is just prolonging uh, a path to that existence of fifth dimensionality um, the question then comes um, when you're not alive when you're not in 3D can you ascend yes and no um, every consciousness wants to ascend from third dimensionality to fifth dimensionality without experiencing death. They want to get to the level of knowledge where they're communicating with their higher self so much that their higher self and their 3D self become the same. So when you're dead, can you ascend to fifth dimensionality? Yes and no. Mm, that's complicated, but I'll just say it matters if it matters because if you've never, if your consciousness has never ascended before, then no, you you can't ascend. However, there is this this quirk in fifth dimensionality. Um, fifth dimensional beings, by and large, well, one of the laws, let's say, is that there is no interference with third dimensionality. You are absolutely not allowed to tinker in third dimensionality. Um, there's very good reasons for that, but mostly it's because if they interfere with that process, it kind of changes the ascension process and people, conscious entities, need that ascension process as a growth process. They need to experience that. Um, so in the fifth dimensional world, by and large, those entities are only vaguely aware of the third dimensional space-time. Um, they understand, you know, that it's going on and what's going on, but the way they see it on the multiverse, through every, all the decision-making, and you, it's very, very tough to understand how a fifth dimensional consciousness sees us because they see everything they see every choice we ever made both paths throughout our lives everybody's life you, you can imagine how huge that is and how vast the multiverse is um, because each time, if this is the universe, each time any conscious entity makes a decision, that choice is then layered with the opposite. And so you can begin to understand very quickly that multiverse is huge. It's seemingly infinite. 
and fifth dimensional beings can look at it and see it like we watch TV. And mostly, um, to fifth dimensionals, watching any particular point in the multiverse to us is like watching grass grow. It's horribly boring. <clears throat> but um, there are all types of fifth dimensional beings. And there is this one type of fifth dimensional being that stays very connected to the third dimensional plane of existence, despite the, the fact that they've ascended. And they like to focus on points in the multiverse where big things, big changes are happening for a species, let's say. That's only one, but trust me, there's, this is the one we need to talk about. Those fifth dimensionals, when they see that there is a species that could benefit from the help of a fifth dimensional being, they get, you know, kind of caught up in it. And most fifth dimensional beings consider third dimensionality as hell. Like, it is no way to live. That's basically it. Um, but there is a tiny, tiny part of fifth dimensional existence that plugs into this piece of third dimensionality. And they like it so much that they choose to participate in it. Now, because fifth dimensionals are not allowed to interfere in third dimensionality, there is a process that makes it so fifth dimensional beings can descend to third dimensionality, but it's not without its risks. So when a fifth dimensional being chooses to incarnate into third dimensionality, um, you can, that fifth dimensional being can sometimes get lost or addicted to third dimensional life again and they have to go through the ascension process all over again. Um, but the benefit is that these third dimensional beings have a very, 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 very high intuition with their fifth dimensional selves. And I'm going to make it easy for everybody because, you know, I've been kind of bouncing around uh, what probably most people are thinking. Like, this guy is crazy Stargate SG-1 fan. Kind of. Stargate SG-1 was a television series that was created on a storyline that is exactly as I just described it. 
the key to SG-1 is to watch the 100th episode and the 200th episode. Those two episodes talk very specifically about how this real-life thing, this Stargate, got turned into a ridiculous TV show that, while technically correct, is just kind of a goofy, satirized version of the truth. And the Air Force, in its infinite wisdom, decided not to crush this television show as a breach of uh, confidentiality, but it in instead embraced it as a means of plausible deniability. Anybody who says something like, I just got done saying, they're going to be point to this television show and say, he's just talking about the television show. But even in the television show, they tell you that the television show was based on the real thing. Um, and at the very end of every episode of Stargate, um, special thanks to the U.S. Air Force and U.S. Space Command. Huh? What the hell does U.S. Space Command have to do with Stargate SG-1? Plausible deniability. So if you really want to understand what I'm talking about in a goofy, satirized, can't even begin to touch what the truth really is version of the truth, watch Stargate S3-1. I think it's 10 seasons. A lot of information, and it's all going to be basically to help us have that that level of understanding where we can accept the TV show because we believe it's fiction. Now, somebody just has to come along one day and say, there wasn't actually fiction, it was based on the truth. Once everybody understands that, when the proof comes out, um, it's going to be easy for people to go, oh, that's easy. I already know what's going on. I watched it on TV, Stargate SG-1. It's great. Um, but it doesn't tell you the whole story. It just tells you the basics. It gives you a rough outline of the way it is. Um, the Goa Wold, yes and no, kind of the same, not. Um, the fact that there's two factions of this dominant, reptilian Anunnaki species, uh, ones that seek a symbiotic relationship with their host and ones that uh, seek to control their host. True. Um, but, you know, what a ghoul looks like? Very different. Very tough to understand, but, you know, I don't want to get into that because it's not specifically anything that anybody needs to understand right now, this instant. What people need to understand is um, this process of fifth dimensional beings descending into third dimensional reality for a lifetime. Um, because that's a very important part of this process that is going on right now on the Earth. There are millions of fifth dimensional beings that are incarnate 
as third dimensional beings that have access to their fifth dimensional self, but may or may not remember or ever figure out or use their intuition to determine it. And the most important part about this is the fact that a fifth dimensional being has determined this point in third dimensionality is so important that they want to be a part of it. And at the same time, help the process along, help the ascension process begin to take hold and give enough information to where humanity can start to understand the path that they need to get on to ascend. And right now, we're pretty far from it. Um, but we're going down that path, and that's where it connects into the choices that I'm going to, I'm about to make with my life, um, that many other human beings <clears throat> have already made. And that choice is to do something very dramatic to remove the lies from that exist right now in the world, to remove the corporate control over governments and the human population, to get rid of things that don't really necessarily exist or are true. Um, money. We need to do something about money because money is a scam. It's a scam that turns human beings into slaves. Period, point blank. That's all it is. Um, money is important if it was exactly what it is, which is a fair form of trade. Right now it's not. When a bank can create as much money as they want and then use that money to buy all the resources to control the human population, that needs to be fixed. But when you fix the problem, you inherently kind of get rid of money. Or at least people's desire and thinking that go along with money. Um, the other big one is religion. And I know this is not going to be real popularly received, but religion is a massive problem. Because it is all based on belief. There isn't any evidence to prove a religion, aside from the book that a human wrote that people point to and say, there's the proof. That is not God's word. That is a human being's word written down, and they profess that it is of God, came from God, whatever. Um, you know, nowhere in the Bible is the book of Jesus Christ. It was all observers of this Jesus Christ that people see. Um, and so, you know, we've got a long way to go. But um, if you want a good hint about where we're trying to get to, um, there's a book out there, and it's called The Law of One. And hopefully the people that edit this are putting that link up. It's free. It's actually five books, and it's some deep stuff. But take a look at it, read through it, and there are a lot of answers in there that human beings need to know. <laughs>
at the same time, there is a whole foundation of knowledge that we as human beings still need to attain. And that's important too, but that process is happening and that process is something that I am going to be enlisting in for the rest of my life very soon. And so, you know, it's important. So, um, while there's much, much more to talk about as far as the history of humanity on Earth and aliens, understand that most aliens, most advanced races are benevolent and they have rules that keep them from interfering in the evolution of a species. So we don't have to worry about any kind of inva alien invasion. We do, we did have to worry about uh, a dominant species wanting to take control of their property once again, um, but that's been solved too. So right now we're just in this quarantine period where the galaxy is just kind of waiting for us to get our shit together and move up. So that then when an alien spacecraft comes near the planet, we don't freak out and want to kill them. We understand that it's just another form of life that wants what's best for us. The same way, you know, we care about lesser species on this planet. We don't run around killing everything because, you know, we can. Some, some people do. But for the most part, you know, we use lesser species as a resource to exist, but we don't slaughter it for no reason. Um, and certainly, if a cow came up to you and said, don't eat me, um, you would probably take a step back and say, I'm not going to kill and eat this cow because I think there's more to this cow than all these other cows. So I'm going to wait for this cow to kind of play out. Very dumbed down version, but that's what's happening. So uh, we'll move on to the next topic.